broadcasting from high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah. This is KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. On the program today, we have the weekly newsreel, where we check in with reporters on their latest stories from the Moab area. Today, we discuss a proposal to pave six miles of road in the Sand Flats Recreation Area. We also talk about recent allegations of illegal mining brought against the Cane Creek developers as they extract sand and gravel from nearby plots to raise the riverbank along their property. We also discuss a story about local businesses that are hurting now that the Moab airport no longer connects directly to Denver or Salt Lake City with commercial flights. And we finish off with a quick update about this year's volunteer trail building event, the Moab Spring Spruce Up. This is Sophia Fisher, reporter with The Times Independent. Yeah, uh, Sand Flats Road could get paved. Uh, Grand County has put in another application for federal funding to pave an additional six miles of the road from where the, the pavement currently ends. Okay, so we're talking about that area a little bit past the campsites, right? Where is it where Porcupine Rim Trail starts? That will be the end of the pavement if they get the grant. Um, so currently the pavement ends about a mile past the entrance booth, uh, right around campsites C and, and D, I believe. Um, And with this grant, it would go six miles past that through a bunch of other campsites, hiking trails, popular OHV and and biking trails, all the way up to the west trailhead of the Porcupine Rim Trail. Okay. And why do they want to pave this section of the road? Yeah, there are a few different concerns that were outlined uh, by Grand County staff at at last week's meeting when this was discussed. Foremost among them is just like the high use of the road and kind of concomitant issues that come with that. Uh, The road gets a ton of usage from hikers and bikers and off highway vehicle enthusiasts and campers, all sorts of recreationists. Um, And there are concerns that with all the dust raised from people, you know, driving and biking along this road, that there's really impaired visibility and there's concern that there will be an accident one day. Um, Plus, the road is pretty washboarded in some areas, and that's just something that increases with with all of this usage. Mm. Yeah, so they have previously applied for this funding to pave the road before, right? And why were they denied previously? Yeah, so last year when they applied, uh, they were they almost got the money, actually. They were um, one of the top four projects in Utah, two of which received funding. Uh, the points that they got off had to do with um, demonstrating the partnerships in the community. There are many partnerships on this application. They made sure to include that in this year's application, and then also community engagement and outreach. So this year, prior uh, to the grant application being submitted, uh, they made sure to do a survey and a public open house where they solicited feedback from the community. Okay. And they also want to have this multi-use path that runs along the road. Um, mm-hmm. That's for Bikers, hikers, what is that going to be used for? Absolutely. Yeah. Bikers, hikers, walkers, runners, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah. The hope is that it will be an almost entirely detached path alongside the road from the entrance booth until the end of the of the pavement. It'll have to join the road, I think, in some kind of tight, tight areas. But for the most part, it would be detached and not paved with asphalt, but with some sort of like all weather surface like limestone or granite or something like that. Nice. Okay. So Sam Flats might get a new paved road soon. Yeah, what else happened this week that you want to tell us about? Yeah, I looked into the mining allegations on the Cane Creek development. Um, We've had a few letters to the editor about this in the last few weeks, and kind of the the TLDR is that um, there's no word yet from Grand County about whether the development on Cane Creek is violating the land use code um, as you know, it was it was accused of. Um, there was a letter of determination. The county looked into this and they've drafted a letter of determination, but it's awaiting legal review. So it should be coming out pretty soon. Okay. So the problem here is that they need to fill in part of the property that is really close to the river, right? So that they can mm-hmm. be out of the flood zone. Exactly. And so the allegations are that where they are getting that fill from, that is illegal mining 
per the conditions of the land use permit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's the allegation from Cane Creek Development Watch, um, which is a local opposition group. Um, yeah, so a lot of the land adjacent to the Colorado River needs to be raised between 2 and 10 feet to be to come into buildable range per FEMA regulations. Um, and they're using two borrow pits on the top half, the mesa half of the property, uh, to move kind of infill and, and gravel down. That's been happening for months now. I'm sure folks have seen that out on Cane Creek. Um, the developers, um, you know, for this project have said that it is not, what they're doing is not mining and everything they're doing is within the scope of a permit they have and is perfectly legal and legitimate. Right. So it's a little bit tricky, right? Because most of this land is zoned for highway commercial use. And within that zoning permit, mining and even extraction of gravel and sand is not permitted. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, You know, according to my analysis of the land use code, and then in in range and grazing, which is the last 40 or so acres, um, those things are permitted with permits. Um, And to be clear, the developers have a permit to uh, put infill on the lower part of the property. And, you know, that application identifies the borrow pit where the fill's coming from. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the, the county and the county attorney end up uh, determining here. Yeah. So when will they have an answer, you think? Um, I know that legal review can take up to 30 days, according to Elisa Martin, who's the head of uh, planning and zoning at Grand County. And I believe that this landed at the county attorney's office sometime around February 9th or 10th. So sometime in the next week or two. Okay. Um, I would expect. And- Do you know what would happen if they were found to be in violation of those permits? Um, I would imagine they would be, you know, asked to stop and um, potentially there would be a way to come into compliance or they'd have to work that out with the county. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Just another update in the Cane Creek development saga. Um, But otherwise, what else did you want to talk to us about this week? Yeah, uh, my editor, Doug McMurdo, uh, wrote a report this week about the way the changes at the airport have hurt some local businesses. Yeah, so we recently transitioned away from SkyWest. Now we have fewer flights from Salt Lake, no flights from Denver, only flights from Phoenix. And so how is this affecting local businesses? Yeah, uh, several uh, operators of local businesses said that so far, you know, they've definitely seen a decline um, in demand. Uh, For example, uh, Doug McMurdo spoke with Tom McKay of Moab Express and uh, Moab Express is definitely curtailing and making some changes to their business. Um, they ran shuttles in between uh, the airport and town. Um, uh, Doug also spoke with Jason Taylor of Canyonlands Jeep and Car Rentals. And uh, Taylor said he's curtailing his fleet by like two thirds or something like that. A-, a fleet that was recently expanded to accommodate the business from the airport, I should say. But he has to curtail it pretty dramatically again um, because he said he's just seen lots of cancellations from folks starting even last summer before the changes were finalized. And that's because a lot of his clients were from Salt Lake or Denver? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Fewer people from Phoenix want to do that activity, I guess? At least for now. And I'm certainly curious to see, um, you know, potentially if the county could be stepping up its advertising game in the Phoenix area, potentially to attract more people just coming from that metropolis. I'd imagine it it might be less impactful for folks who are coming from farther away and need to connect no matter kind of, you know, where the connection is. But for those who who live in the Denver or Salt Lake area, you know, definitely looks like it's harder to get to Moab now. Yeah. Did Rocky Mountaineer say anything about their business? Yeah, Rocky Mountaineer, they're a luxury uh, train tour operator, um, and their Rockies to the Red Rocks route operates between Denver and Moab, um, and a, a representative for that company you know, also said that many of their guests, um, they don't have a lot of you know, specific information on their guests' travel plans, uh, but in their understanding, the folks who book with them are going to change the way that they get into and out of Moab, you know, likely by booking flights out of Salt Lake City or, or Grand Junction. Hmm. Yeah. It's probably hard to say this change is pretty recent, so. Totally. Okay, so otherwise, this week you reported on 
the Moab facelift, which is no longer called that. But um, yeah, it's a annual event that is going to happen again this year. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, it's a weekend in April when um, residents and, and visitors to Moab are invited to help, you know, spruce up and maintain all of the amazing trails we have in the area. Okay. Do they have a list of trails that they're specifically trying to hit this year? Um, not specific trails yet. I think those are still in development, but I know there will be a good mix of hiking trails, biking trails, equestrian trails, climbing access trails, um, generally non-motorized. It's being run through through trail mix, which is the non-motorized uh, trails committee for Grand County. Yeah. So if you want to volunteer and help with this project, what kind of work does that entail? Yeah, it could include cutting new trails sometimes. I know that was done to create access trails. You might be removing invasive species alongside the trail, you know, generally improving like the markings of a trail so it's easier to follow. Um, Yeah, maybe changing the route. You know, I know a lot of climbing access routes are like super duper steep and maybe not actually great trails. So those might get kind of changed a bit. Lots of different things. Yeah. So if you want to participate in this, how how can you find more information? Yeah, you can check out a URL that's included um, in the article. I know they're doing advertising. I, I would imagine there's a Facebook event up now if or, or soon, if not yet. Um, the weekend will be April 12th through 13th. So you have a little bit of time to learn more and sign up. Sophia Fisher, reporter with The Times Independent. Find more stories at moabtimes.com. You can find the pieces that were mentioned today in the show notes on our website, kzmu.org, or wherever you listen to the KZMU News podcast. As always, thanks for tuning in and supporting KZMU, community-powered radio.